my name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where Fringe and I talk about our original characters. The good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And guest friend, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. My name is Kyle. Uh, I, my pronouns are he, him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show today. Thank you. I am also excited to have you on the show, and I very much so appreciate uh, the the short notice with which you were willing to come on the show. <laughs> Uh, the, see, the, the secret here is that I'm always willing to talk about characters that I've made, so this you've Excellent. kind of locked yourself in. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have come to the right pod. <laughs> okay, so who are we going to be talking about today, Kyle? I would love to tell you about my uh, my recent character, well, I suppose, the last year uh, character, Noah Dyer. Uh, who was a mm-hmm. character that I developed for a uh, a Monster of the Week game uh, that we okay. picked up a while back. Yep. Okay. Now I have to ask, just right off the bat, did you pick Dyer for Noah's last name because it sounds like the word D-I-R-E as in bad times are coming? Exactly that, yes. I thought oh, okay, it was, cool. Well, yeah, well, it is a, it, his last name is actually D-Y, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, D-Y-E-R. Uh, I thought it was a funny joke because I, I don't know. I mean, we've been playing together, uh, gaming together for a while, but you, you may have noticed I enjoy puns. I uh, do. I do. <laughs> and so uh, and so that I, I just thought it was very silly. And one of the one of the points of the game early on was to be kind of a little bit more dark than than typical in, a, in some of these Monster of the Week games. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so I, I tried to paint him as, uh, that, that name was just a little bit, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, a little too edgy is where yeah. I was going for. I, I admit here, my scale with tone and monster of the week games is a little bit skewed. So I'm curious to hear, uh, how this worked out for Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I can, I can tell you all about it. Um, yeah. do you want me to give um, the background? Yeah, I would like to hear first, if that's okay, uh, how you came up with Noah as a character. Because I have, listeners, I have experience in creating a couple of different characters from Monster of the Week uh, games. And so I want to hear how you handled it, Kyle. So I have to, so here's a secret first off, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the initial game that we started with it this developed into a monster of the week game uh, very shortly. Uh, we initially started with a game called I Hunt, which seems very oh. cool. It's a it's a it's a fate uh, a fate system game. Um, you should check it out. It a lot of the ideas in it are very cool, but it's a super super dark game about people uh, fighting monsters in the gig economy. Interesting. And yeah, where the characters are all uh, all people who work for an app uh, that hunts monsters, essentially. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> this, so this is too real. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> we we got it got a little too real, and uh, so we we kind of backed off and and uh, we had a a little bit of a challenge within our within our group about. Uh, the mechanics and so mm-hmm. we were all a little bit more familiar with monster of the week and we're like let's just let's just play with that and it turned out to fit the characters a lot better too for us anyway oh good i'm i'm very glad to hear that especially because uh system transfers can be rocky sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it worked out though uh the character that noah is based off of in the monster of the week game is uh the crooked interesting Um, okay yeah so he is a he is a former felon um Mm -hmm. but the uh the idea is that we were we went from this very dark reality to something that was just only moderately dark Mm -hmm. uh we we kind of backed off just a little bit when we went to monster of the week so uh we were playing a little bit more along the edges of hey we can be funny as well as uh a little bit more serious with these characters Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm and before I forget, uh, how old is Noah? Oh, sure. Uh, I uh, Noah is in his mid-twenties. Um, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't nailed down a specific age for him, but he got in trouble a lot when he was in his late teens, early twenties, and he's uh, kind of trying to fix some of those, uh, you know, solve some of those problems now. Okay, okay. Okay, so I would kind of like to hear you walk through like the character process and stuff, because I know when you're making Monster of the Week, 
you have like every character has like at least one narrative device that they <laughs> that you have to establish in the character build. Yeah. But also, I know that with Monster of the Week, you have, I believe, their bonds, right, with the other party members. That's right. Yes. So the the bonds kind of developed first. Uh, that came over from the uh, the I Hunt game, mm-hmm. in which Noah was actually sort of team dad in a way. Uh, in which he was the only one who was, he was the one who was the most experienced with the app. Okay. Okay. And so I was, I was, or Noah was often keeping the other characters in line or showing them how to deal with a particular monster. And, uh, you know, when, when dealing with something they'd never run into before, he was always the one who was trying to understand it a little bit better and get the rest of the team on board. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the real, the real, so that was the bond. So I, in general, we had a, we have a couple very strange characters, which are all very great. The whole party was a lot of fun. I, I, I like them all. Uh, we had three other people in our party as well. And, uh, each of them had their own, like, uh, you know, their own issues, but, uh, Noah was the person who was unofficially team leader, but mostly only because he knew the most about monsters. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, and the the hook, as you as you say, you're right. The kind of narrative hook that for him. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you you know that meme about how your first the very first D and D character you make is like Crunch the Barbarian with some guy with an axe, <laughs> and then your your tenth D and D character is a you know a half a half half elf warlock who you know only only speaks in rhymes and you, you know where you just like yeah what else can i kind of skipped all the way to that to that like eighth or ninth <laughs> character yeah um noah is actually only about my third or fourth character that i've built for a uh, for an rpg i'm oh. i'm actually yeah believe it or not i'm actually fairly new to the to the world of uh tabletop tabletop games um only within a, the last several years uh you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, yeah, anyway, so I, so I learned kind of on the fly <laughs> for a lot of it. Yeah. And so Noah was one of the ones that I, I was one of the ones where I was looking at the stats and I was like, I was thinking about how the crooked has a lot of different ways that they can play out and you can go, you can go full on, like, you know, uh, street tough kind of person who's going to just go around and punch people for the sake of doing it Mm -hmm. or you can Mm -hmm. go the route of uh being too streetwise you're like someone who understands who really knows the world how it really works like that kind of thing yeah and the hook that i wanted to play with for noah because i noticed that one of the stat blocks leaned into charisma and i thought oh what if i make (laughs) what if i make a charisma heavy character in a in a dark and you know terrible world uh who <laughs> who is but the thing is i wanted the, the 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 kind of hook that i wanted to play with was a person who used charisma as a weapon so it a was con. not yeah exactly so his whole deal uh the 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 pitch that i made to our gm is that he is someone who is very unremarkable you would not he you know he's kind of gloomy he's sort of in the background you would not notice him for anything in most situations he tends to be a little bit brusque so people don't pay attention to him so they kind of like look the other way but he is a very quick study on people and uh he uses uh he uses what he understands about people to get them to go along with what he wants interesting Um, okay it was a lot of fun to play with uh especially as the team dad where i also had to be the person who uh had to keep in mind all of these other characters who's who who may not always have been thinking you know with safety first so to speak yes so yeah but yeah I, i wanted to build him around a a concept of using cons to move the story forward and also to help him get uh, yeah help the team get what they need 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he was very good at disguises. He was very good at, uh, you know, he would, uh, <laughs> he would duck behind the, you know, a, a car or something like that and like comb <laughs> his hair a certain way or whatever. And like, uh, you know, it, it, he, he looked kind of grungy, but he would clean up real fast to uh, talk to a police officer, for instance, or, you yeah. know, or, or, you know, uh, flirt with the secretary or like any number of things to try to, I, I mean, I have a lot of fun, like little bits that were just like, well, I guess Noah's going to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the idea was really focused around uh, challenging how to fight and, uh, and making it more about understanding how to get people to do what you want without actually having to get into a physical contact. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, that's the level, um, that's the stage in creating uh, D&D characters or RPG characters that I'm at. It's like, how much can I do without actually fighting? <laughs> <laughs> and if I must say, truly a character emblematic of the fact that a GM has created them. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Look, I also have run games, and I also prefer to not have to run combat if I can help it. You know, well, and I here's the other thing, and I promise I will only do uh, like one or two shout outs in this. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a particular inspiration for this character also came from one Rose Jenny mm-hmm. uh, from the Pokemon World. Uh, yeah, Pokemon World United. Uh, yes. So I was, I've always been impressed. Well, it's been fun listening to Rose be, uh, you know, very clever in a way that allows her to, yeah, to fight people without fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always enjoyed that. And that was a thing that I wanted to try to, yeah, I wanted to see how, how it worked in, in another game, uh, another game setting. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's definitely some Rose Jenny in, in Noah for sure. For yeah. Certain. It's, it's the thing about like you're not, you're not trying to min max, <laughs> but you are trying to make the rules and system of the game work for you. Correct. That's exactly yes. That's exactly right. And uh, especially with the rest of our team, uh, we ended up with uh, a person who was kind of an all arounder. We had a person who was um, a, sort of a mechanic person. Like they were, they were always tinkering on things. And then we ended mm-hmm. up with a paladin, essentially. And uh, okay, okay, yeah. So I was the person who, well, Noah generally in character, um, in in his background, he generally thinks that monsters are kind of cooler than a lot of humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so everyone else in the party was often like was often kind of focused on. All right, well, we have to kill this monster to do this. And Noah would be the person who'd say, like, but what if we didn't, though? <laughs> Which I'm sure was to a lot of consternation of my own GM, uh, who was very... I, which I have to say, I have to give him a shout out. Thank you, Josh, uh, for being <laughs> an extremely, extremely uh, forgiving and allowing GM with mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Noah pulled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole thing with, like, running... a and I'm running and or organizing games because we all know that like the best tabletop games are not ones that are that are planned and on specific yeah. tracks. It's like you have to you have to shepherd the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it it is a mark of a good shepherd, so to speak, that it's like yeah, hey, you want to do something? You want to do something fun? Something cool? Something to stretch the system? Go for it. <laughs> The number of times that I said, uh, Josh, Noah is about to do something stupid uh, before doing something stupid uh, was quite a lot. And he was <laughs> he was game for a lot of it. Uh, most of the time, one of the one of the hooks that Noah had is that he doesn't trust people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so frequently, even with his party, he would kind of have a wheels within wheels situation going on where he would have a plan for how this is going to play out. But he would only really express part of that plan to the team. Um, now, okay. often, often I, the player, 
would say what Noah is attempting to do. But Noah, the character, would not tell the party what was happening uh, until until pieces were falling into place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that was a so that was a way that uh, everyone at the table also had to be a part of that too. And, and not to say that they had that they didn't have any bearing on the situation, right? Uh, but it actually made for a lot of moments where people bounced off each other in really fun ways too, uh, where I would not have expected. Well, yeah, eventually some of the characters would, as Noah learned to trust his party, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it actually made for a pretty cool arc. Uh, one of our, we finished the first season of the campaign a while back. Yeah. And one of the, one of the story beats for the, for the last fight before we went up against the final boss of that campaign uh, was that Noah actually told the party his full plan before he went into the, before we, they went in. And it was... It was, oh. it was it was kind of meaningful. It was very cool. And it worked out actually really well. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I'm just picturing like like Noah sitting down and telling everyone like, okay, here is the plan. Here are the contingencies. And I'm just sitting there like, what happened to you? Yeah, that's kind of what happened. Uh, it, here's the, the funny part about it is that it almost worked too well. Because, oh, no. yeah, because, okay, the, uh, the, the plan that Noah had for dealing with this final boss is that they were going to go into this lich's lair, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, and the idea is that he was going to pretend to be a traitor, to give the, give the team up. Yeah. And uh, the rest of the team sold it too well. Oh, and it, no. <laughs> they and it almost it almost backfired with the lich uh, like figuring it out that it was all an act because like the paladin uh for instance was like how could you I'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing it was such a fun moment yeah oh gosh that <laughs> yeah the one time it would have been better for them to be at least a little bit in the dark <laughs> well and there was I, like it, it played out in different ways too, because there was a there was a moment in one of the middle areas where we ended up, or middle arcs, I guess, where we ended up uh, facing a, a dragon, which you know you don't mess with dragons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's it, long story short, we dealt with the dragon. It was it was a it was a um, it was a fun riff on uh, on wrestling, on pro wrestling, on soccer, on like and. Mm-hmm. you know dragons i'm um, sold <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun we had a good time with it uh the, f- the the but the big deal for that for that situation was noah understood that it was a real dragon and the rest of the party really did not and noah's not afraid of most monsters but he knows you don't mess with dragons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it actually gave me a great moment to um to have Noah risk his life for the sake of his party. Yeah. Where it came down to a die roll to see whether he lived or died. Oh, wow. Um, and it was, but it came, but the reason that it came to that moment was because um, he didn't trust his team enough to, to express to them how much danger they actually were in. <sighs> and so instead he, he took it all on himself and nearly died. It was very intense uh he has a very cool scar for from it now though <laughs> yeah this is and this is where a dragon almost killed me <laughs> yeah yeah he there's there's a very large set of claw marks across his torso uh he it should have killed him yes <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i bet that's interesting to explain to uh romantic partners <laughs> oh yeah uh, and very nice segue by the way you you must do this professionally um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't pay myself to do this, but yes. <laughs> well, you pay yourself in, you know, in friendship. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Noah was important to me as well because he is one of the first characters that I've developed who is queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. like me, I am also a, a, a gay man. Uh, but I... Heck yeah. What I had, uh, it was such a deal for me in developing characters early on when I was learning about tabletop and i mean you know as well as everyone as anyone else that the tabletop community can be challenging for people who are not 
like every you, you know <laughs> yes <laughs> Just... the the thing about ta- about the tabletop community is that it's like a piece of swiss cheese mm, mm. that or maybe not swiss cheese it's like it's like a mini golf course <laughs> Okay. Like, like there, like you know how with with mini golf there yes. are different kind of like I'm gonna call them like setups or like scenarios where oh, it's like yeah. oh in this one you have to you have to shoot the you have to get yes. the golf ball in a hole in the crocodile's mouth or this one you have to get it and shoot it through the windmill or get it down this cool ramp shaped like a whirly gig or something yes and that's what it's like in finding a good tabletop group because like there are one like oh i love this analogy this is so good (laughs) there is a tabletop group for everybody but they are not the best fit for everybody Mm, that that's very accurate yes like should should all tabletop groups be welcoming to people of different of different gender and romantic and sexual and uh and racial and ethnic backgrounds absolutely are yeah. they not necessarily <laughs> yeah yeah not yeah there yeah that is that's very accurate so mm. with my with my local group we were a fairly new group at the time um and it's within oh wait this uh, was an in-person game yeah yeah well it's sometimes nice. in person it's with it is with my local group most of the time we would record online or record no we would play online <laughs> we're not a podcast don't don't go looking for our episodes <laughs> <laughs> um but we would play online but we actually do go to the same game shop and occasionally we would we've done this in person as well oh nice yeah it's it's very cool and i i very much I like having a local group that I can talk with. And it's been good for us as a group too, because mm-hmm. we've learned a little bit more about how each of us play. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For instance, the person who was running this game is usually the chaos agent in a lot of the games that we play. But uh, okay. the, the jokes on him, I was the chaos agent in his game for this. So <laughs> he had to deal with his own medicine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah uh, for me I I was in a situation where I was trying to decide how I wanted to play this character and mm-hmm. I it was I don't know <laughs> I don't know particularly why this was such a struggle for me mm-hmm. but the thought of playing a character who was visibly queer was challenging for me in a a way that I was like, I don't know if this group will be okay with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we, and we had talked about boundaries and of course you always talk about, you know, what's allowed and what's not where, where you draw a curtain, where you draw a line, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And people all said they were all right with it. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, what people, what cis hetero people say they're okay with is not always what they're actually okay with. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i don't mean i definitely you know i trusted the people i was playing with i i would not have played with them otherwise but Mm -hmm. you know that feeling of just saying like i don't know if i can really be my real safe my real self with this and express this idea right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um (laughs) to to be loved you must submit to the terrifying ordeal of being known (laughs) how dare you (laughs) again (laughs) yeah it's it's awful right it's really bad Mm -hmm. But for me, I really wanted to be able to play. It was important to me to play a character who was visibly queer and in a way that would be that isn't just a saying, just the character saying, oh, yeah, and this character is gay, but he's never going to talk about it. He's never going to act on it. He's never going to, you know, make mention of anything having to deal with his with his orientation it's just not going to happen because that's how a lot of gay characters or and, and it won't be his personality it's not mm-hmm. going to be one of those two things uh which is how i typically see like a, a lot of like uh characters on you know in cartoons and movies who are who are queer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's either uh you find out you know in a backstory thing like oh actually mm-hmm. they're gay and they've never talked about mm-hmm. it or made any motion toward that in the in the plot <coughs> Or, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, that's a nasty coffee got there. 
<laughs> yeah, I cough corporations. It's it's an actual it yeah, it's an ac- an accurate cough, but it's a nasty one. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's what I I really wanted to see how I could do this and I I brought it up to the table. I talked about it a little bit, but I mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure how exactly it was going to play out, but Yeah. My party was or the my players were all so great about it. Um there were some really great moments um and more specifically where you know i would i it's not that i would do overt things to try to make people feel uncomfortable but there were moments where i would say you know like yeah noah's involved in this way like uh we actually have there are some hooks in our in our backstory where Mm -hmm. noah has uh he has uh, he has a series uh he he is a uh, serial relationship ender uh, is the way that I like to say it. Um, <laughs> and he has a lot of history with dating, um, dating people, breaking up with them and having bad blood between them. It's just the way he works, right? He's mm-hmm. not, well, he's, yeah, he's a con. He does, mm-hmm. He's not, he's not great at being honest with people. <laughs> the con king of bad breakups. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of it. Like he's, he's not good at, uh, at, at being honest with people. And so that leads to mm-hmm. these situations where he finds a reason to break up with people. And, um, and in this, and we actually have, uh, <laughs> I made a list of all, not all, several of his past exes that, you know, for my GM to pull on Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to make this something related to the plot. And, uh, and actually (laughs) there was a scene back in that, that same, uh, that same sort of WrestleMania situation with the, with the dragon. Yeah. Uh, This was on an Island, uh, monster Island where there were (laughs) a bunch of different, um, uh, bars and everything like that because this is a a place where people go to do these giant fights with monsters it was it you know it's a it's a it's a like a a, a contest essentially mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh and so after one of the nights um this character you know noah is someone who does not do well when he when he doesn't have uh some of his creature comforts and uh so I was like, yeah, he's going to go find the nearest gay bar and you guys aren't going to see him until tomorrow morning. That's just what it is. And uh, my party was into the, like, enjoyed this joke so much. They helped come up with the name of the bar, which is very cool of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. It was, uh. I mean, I'm sure it was very, like, just stereotypically, stereotypically queer, but I appreciate that they tried. That was very, it was fun. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, you have a table full of straight guys, you know, uh, that was, that that was, uh, that was pretty cool of them. And uh, then that was right around the same time in the internet history when people were uh, going on about sea shanties. And so, uh, yes, you remember when, when TikTok did this. Was that, <laughs> oh God, was that what, like yeah. a year and a half ago? Something like that. The internet's forever. Who knows? <laughs> Time dilation Time has is no real. Meaning. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, the character, the way, because I didn't want my party to feel awkward about this, I didn't say about the type of person that Noah was going, like going to try to find. The the joke that I went with, and ultimately is probably accurate to Noah anyway, is that you know we found he went to this place and found uh, found someone who sang who whoever sang the best sea shanty is the person that he was going to hang out with for the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up playing into, um, <laughs> it, my, my GM again, more than I expected to erupt, to run, to, to actually do anything with this ran with it. Um, mm-hmm. Noah disappeared for the night, showed up the next morning, a little hungover and whatever. Um, and they went into their match against this other party, this other team. Uh, of monsters and people like that and um it turned out that one of the players on the opposite team was <laughs> no no no, not the guy that he hooked up with but the ex of the guy who, who he hooked up with oh no and noah was able to use that it was it was very silly but uh, my <laughs> yeah my gm uh 
made that like made that note and Noah was able to use that to unnerve the guy to be like, Hey, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, get very protective. And it was, it was very silly, but it was very fun. And it was a, it was a great moment of my party being supportive of, uh, of a queer character. I, I really appreciated it. Good. Good. I kind of want to pivot to a different topic, which is, uh, we have mentioned, well, you have mentioned a couple of times uh, that Noah sometimes feels more kinship with monsters than <laughs> with humans. And because I know there are many different types of quote unquote monsters in Monster of the Week, <laughs> I want to. The question I have written down here for myself is what kind of monster does he get along best with? <laughs> that is a great question. So. You may have assumed such, but uh, in that list of uh, past exes are a couple of monster people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, Noah gets along with people who do not ask too many questions. That's that's what it comes down to. And so he ends (laughs) up... You don't have to be honest if they don't ask. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's it's real sad. Yeah. But the, the... types of monsters that he got along best with in the story in the history that I've developed with this mm-hmm. are the people who are either um, more into their own thing. And so they don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Uh, for instance, one of the, one of the past exes was a sylph. So okay. barely there, right? <laughs> like, the, you know, that mm-hmm. that's someone who is going to be more connected to the spirit world than anything. And is just like, yeah, sure. Whatever you do, what you do. Right. I'll see it. See you tonight. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or so it goes either that way or someone, um, or he, the, the monsters that he seems to be most empathetic toward are ones who, who are visibly monstrous and mm-hmm. who can't put up uh, some kind of way of passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for a queer person, of course, dealing with uh, passing as anything is mm-hmm. very important to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is a, it's a thing that I think about a lot. And so for Noah, one of the things that I tried to bring to this character was the idea of he wants to protect monsters who aren't able to blend who aren't able to um who aren't able to uh in, interact with the world on the same level as as others in fact so for mm-hmm. instance one of the fun bit like just backstory bits mm-hmm. is that noah's job his day job is that he's a security guard okay he's, he's a security guard for the local uh farm baseball team like our our, our b-level team around here mm-hmm. however uh, not only is he the security guard for the for them during the day, uh, he also uh, takes care of the night team, which is made up of, va- of vampires. <laughs> if you're wondering if this was a long way to get to a joke about baseball bats, yes, it was. You're absolutely right. Oh, I was just thinking of Twilight. <laughs> well, that too, sure. But it was mostly the baseball bats joke. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. So... He, so for instance, he would hang out with these vampires and he, you know, they can't go out in the day. They can't be a part of daily life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they're for, for story reasons, these care, these vampires are all ones who are attempting to not be a drain. Ha ha. On the local populace. <laughs> um, they, so his idea is to give them, give them something to do. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's make sure. And he, so he facilitates these like home and away games. And he's a part of this organization to try to bring this together. Um, <laughs> the paranormal baseball league. <laughs> oh, it, there it's great. We actually had a couple different references to other teams. Uh, there, it is a, it is a full on league. We decided, um, the, our, our particular team, our local one, uh, with the, with mostly vampires. There is in fact one werewolf on the team, uh, mm-hmm. who is an outfielder because he's very good at chasing the ball. Um, <laughs> Yeah, see? We got jokes. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the the team is called the Vladiators because it was too good to pass up. <laughs> yes, of course. But so all that to say, Noah and, and he understands as well. He's got a lot of connections at the the night market here in our mm-hmm. in our town, quote unquote, mm-hmm. where um this is 
mostly populated by monsters, yeah, who, again, are not able to pass during the day. They're not able to get what they need during the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was, uh, you know, we interacted with, uh, like, a troll, for instance, in there, Mm -hmm. who was an old buddy of Noah's. Um, Yeah, so he's very protective of, of monsters who can't kind of, who can't kind of pass for what they're, you know, typically able to, or for, for, who can't pass and can't interact with people the way that others do on the other hand he has a lot of disdain for monsters who can who seem to be able to Uh uh-huh uh there for instance have been we've got a couple zombies in our game who are who are more or less yeah they're just people they're just humans ish Mm -hmm. they're eye zombies Yes, exactly that. Yeah. And Noah has not exactly been the nicest to any of them uh, and may, may, I'm not going to confirm or deny this, but may have uh, picked one of them up in his car and drove him over a couple counties away to buy time for them to do a thing because he knows that the zombie will have to shamble his way back. It it wasn't his proudest moment, you know. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) But, but. He knew that, well, the other thing is that he knew this guy would probably be able to get a ride because he's human passing. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's got, uh, he's got some issues with that. That's, that's definitely something that, that I kind of tried to interrogate with this character Mm -hmm. a little bit. Honestly, like, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, like, one, I know that I'm not, I I don't super have my pulse on, like, actual (laughs) podcasts, but I'm like, wow, why is there not just, like... I understand the whole metaphor of, like, monster, like, being monstrous when Uh it comes to a character as a metaphor for otherism. And that can literally be anything that is not white cishet assigned, assigned, assigned your, your ideal gender at birth. Mm Mm-hmm. And my second thought was, hmm, this sounds like a lot of uh, Noah, (laughs) a lot of Noah projecting his own feelings onto, uh onto the monsters in his life (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about um (laughs) i will tell you this uh something that i've only shared with the gm in our group uh so spoilers i guess for the rest of my party if they're listening to this if you're listening uh, skip ahead (laughs) yeah skip uh, skip roughly a minute and a half or so um noah we've we've talked about noah is one of noah's things is that he's not really afraid of monsters right Mm -hmm. for the most part he's more or less chill with them uh, except for dragons, dragons are a no-go. You yes. Dragons live forever. They will never forget the thing that you did to them. And they're never going to let you live it down, right? You're mm-hmm. never going to outrun a dragon. It will not happen. So that's one of the monsters that he is actually afraid of. Uh, and then the other is a changeling, uh, a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we decided was the only other monster that Noah has ever freaked out about is a monster that can reflect himself back at him. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Noah himself, uh, it does not have a real great sense of self, let's say. Yeah. And I feel like he, well, this has not happened in our game yet, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I do have a feeling that he would absolutely lose it if if he ran into a a doppelganger of himself. Um, Yeah. I think that we determined that in his backstory that that had sort of happened in passing once mm-hmm. and uh, and he's gone out of his way to not be involved in any any mystery or any case that's had anything to do with something that could possibly even have been a doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Noah does not like seeing, as you say, yeah, that he, he projects a lot, does not, does not like seeing it uh, reflected back at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a I have a couple of questions. Uh first off, um what is the coolest con that Noah has ever pulled? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so silly. <laughs> this is well welcome to podcast, Kyle. This I is know. place for silly fun. And heartfelt and sometimes sad, (laughs) but always heartfelt. So here's the thing. Noah's cons have generally been in the short term 
to try to get the team out of a tough situation. Mm-hmm. And um, he believes that he can manipulate authority almost better than anyone. Uh, yes. He's very good at it. Uh, and there have, I mean, yeah, in a couple different scenes uh, early in a mystery, he will often be a person who helps get the information that they need because he knows the person down at the, you know, at the city hall or mm-hmm. he can, he, he brings them cookies when no one, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah. The, the other, Oh my, this is so good. <laughs> the best con that we had that happened that Noah ever did worked too well. Oh no. Um, so here's the thing we had in this, in this scenario, in this case that we were working, mm-hmm. there was a situation where we tracked a a drug uh, back to a local Waffle House. <laughs> You're aware of Waffle House, you know. Yes. The Waffle House. I the, miss Waffle House. The other IHOP. <laughs> the better yeah. IHOP. Yeah, also true. You are correct, yes. So we... It, the characters had determined that the people there or someone on staff at that waffle house mm-hmm. was the source of this drug. So Noah volunteered to go undercover. Oh, so Noah, uh, you know, got, got some sleep. So he got some of the rings out from under his eyes. Um, he, uh, put on an actual like dress shirt, like a button up dress shirt, combed his hair, you know, the, all, all of the things, uh, Maybe even, maybe even like cleaned under his fingernails. I can't promise anything though. Um, and applied for a job at Waffle House. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I thought you were going to say like, he went undercover as a health and safety inspector or something. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. This is, this is the thing because mm-hmm. Noah, he thinks about stuff like that, but he knows that the less intrusive that this is, the less they'll even remember him. And people come in and out of a Waffle House like, like you know, you can you can be there one day and quit the next. No big deal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and he expected that he'd be able, being the person that he is, he thought he'd be able to, re- to connect with all of the staff pretty easily, which, yes, that's what happened. Um, but um, we rolled a couple dice to see uh, how well Noah did as a at working the griddle at the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. And I rolled boxcars. <laughs> and so the thing that we determined, first off, the, the, that, the, that determines that, of course, no one had even the slightest hint that he was there investigating, a, mm-hmm. you know, a drug ring, right? I got in there and, you know, Noah was able to see He's like, oh yeah, this is the person. This is the this is the the creepy person that I need to be aware of. Here are mm-hmm. the cool people on the staff, and this mm-hmm. is probably where they're hiding the drugs. Like it happened, mm-hmm. it happened like immediately. However, yes, <laughs> uh, Noah found out that he enjoys working at Waffle Hut or Waffle <laughs> House too much, <laughs> and now and and the tragedy of it, Christine, the the, the tragedy of it. Mm-hmm. Is that he couldn't stay there because he was undercover. Aww. Yeah. This, this Waffle House is your Waffle Home. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had thought of it. so good. Yeah. Yes. So. Noah so... receives a cross stitch from the home for Wayward OC's in-game and it just says, <laughs> it says this Waffle House is Waffle Home. That's right. Uh. He had a, like, it was definitely a thing where at the end of that scenario, when Noah had to leave, when we had to break this situation, uh, he was definitely like, there, you know, the, the rest of the party is talking about how, oh, you know, how ter you know, geez, I, you know, nice. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking care of that, where we were able to take care of this drug issue. And, mm. uh, Noah's like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, you must have, it must have been terrible in there. He's like, yep, well, it was awful. <laughs> uh, where it just turns, and we've made this come back several times. Anytime Noah has been in charge of a mystery since then, they've mm-hmm. met at the Waffle House. Um, Good. 
Yes. And Noah on weekends makes waffles now. So it's it's very it's so silly. So but that was the best. I know it's not even a great con, but that's the best one. I just I I I want I wish Noah a happy ending where he meets where he gets to meet someone he gets to meet a lovely man and marry him yeah. if he wants to and he well, settles down to become a manager at a Waffle House. <laughs> that is a kind Waffle of, House that specifically caters to the supernatural oh, people. It'd be so good. He would love it so much. I do have a uh, a the one that got away for Noah. Um it, among mm-hmm. the exes, among the exes is a, a baseline human, you know, very normal guy mm-hmm. who who Noah has uh, had an on again, off again relationship with. And um, this guy is uh, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but he has been the place he's been the owner of the couch where Noah's crashed occasionally when he's mm-hmm. uh unhomed for a bit or something like that or something terrible's happened. Yeah. And um this guy the story bit that I've come up with that I really want to investigate. If, if, if we're coming back to these characters in another campaign coming up soon. And one of the story bits that I'd like to maybe investigate with that is to see how much of this relationship is like this guy will deal with it until he has to until he runs up against something that is ob- is an obvious lie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there is yeah there is definitely a guy that got away, and yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I I do hope I I would also like to see Noah happy, but he really has to get a better handle on who <laughs> on, <laughs> on so things. many things on so many things before mm-hmm. before he's ever going to be able to deal with. Um, Oh yeah, with any kind of personal, uh, any t- any kind of personal growth. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the other question that I wanted to ask was, and this is a call out because <laughs> before mm. we got on the recording, you said I want to talk about how much listening to Alan Sellis has improved my character <gasps> development, and so <laughs> I would I would like to hear you praise <laughs> praise Alan Sellis because a Alan deserves it, and b he's also a former guest of the show. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna sound like a fanboy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if if Kyle, if this is if this is uncomfortable to you, you also do not have to. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I no, I I will say that as I was learning about tabletop games, mm-hmm. I did come into it very often, like re- really early on in the like, oh, this this is the. Uh yeah, you your first D and D character is a, a, mm-hmm. war, a, a barbarian named Crunch or whatever, like that's how I came into this initially, and uh, listening to Alan both on Cool Kids Table and Pokemon, like within the within those groups, uh, and I I mean I love the rest of the cast every everyone just so everyone knows I'm not calling out just Alan because I you know <laughs> but like you're all amazing. Just so you know, I I adore you all. But Alan had so much um, depth to some of his characters. And actually, I I was so impressed by his ability to turn just quick NPCs into really developed characters with just like one or two bits about them, right? Like it was just about finding out Mm -hmm. what it was that made them tick. And... Uh, and also to see Shannon, Josh, and Jake pull them apart was always, always fun. (laughs) Yes. Um, but the uh, but the idea is, is just taking these characters and really understanding that they could be more than just the playbook, right? It's more than about taking what what the stat block is and playing that thing. It, it was more about developing a, like a real character around. Mm-hmm. That, well, that was and it was what led me to instead of taking Noah and saying, "All right, I'm playing the crooked and this is the stat block that I'm working with. I'm going to make him charisma heavy, and that's what we're going to do." where it made it more about a character that I wanted to see where the question was more, how do I use charisma as a weapon? Right. How do I use niceness as a weapon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, or, or civility rather. And uh, which I guess, you know, there are even overtones of Victor in there too, I suppose, if I think about it, <laughs> but the, but the idea being that, you know, Alan uh, came up with all these cool characters and he would play off of these, off of the, off of these beats in such fast 
or such quick response. I was always so impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I was developing as someone who, again, you know, long story short, I had not touched tabletop games until like, yeah, probably about five years ago. ago. Uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe even shorter than that, really. Mm-hmm. Four, four or five years ago. Yeah. And uh, because coming from my background, a conservative Christian household, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, tabletop games mm-hmm. were uh, satanic, et cetera, all, you, you know the story. Yeah. Um, and I just never fell into them naturally mm-hmm. as you would in college and otherwise. And it wasn't until a couple years later when I started listening to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to the Pokemon podcast, to, to the cool kids mm-hmm. table and a, and a couple others. Oh, I would also mm-hmm. like to call out gem jammer as well. While yes. I'm here, uh, Annie, uh, you're amazing. So, <laughs> and, and the rest of the party too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to leave people out, but yeah. Uh, but listening to these podcasts and also, um, the, uh, a couple of the, uh, a couple of the queer, uh, uh, tabletop, uh, actual play podcasts that I listened to as well, mm-hmm. were Prism Pals was so good in helping me uh, determine how that looks. What does it even look like to play a queer character? Right. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. then also, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on the other name? It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it'll come back to me. I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. all that to say, um, Alan, listening to Alan bounce off of uh, the forces of chaos that are the rest of his party <laughs> um, allowed me to understand, to, to really get an idea for how to be a GM myself, which mm-hmm. again, I, I actually run a couple games now. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's taught me how to, he's definitely taught me how to be able to just roll with whatever happens and, and you can make great stories out of that. It doesn't have to be about, uh, it doesn't have to be about, you know, getting the, defeating the boss. It can be more about developing these cool characters and seeing, Mm -hmm. seeing how they interact and it, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Alan has definitely, definitely had a hand in, creating characters like noah um and i yeah i I very much appreciate uh the work that he's done yes excellent (laughs) applause all around for alan sells yeah i'm sorry and all the rest of you too i promise (laughs) (laughs) applause all around for for gms who and and people who run games for podcasts that can inspire people who are wanting (laughs) to game and or organize games themselves (laughs) yeah yeah. Oh, uh, Queer Buccaneers. That's the, uh, oh, no, 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 not Queer Buccaneers. No, no, no. Oh, no, Queer Dungeoneers. That's that, That's the name of the other podcast. Okay, okay. It's very good. Uh, it is, it's ended its first campaign, and you should listen to it. It's incredible. I will, will have to add them to my list. It will make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, queer, queer Buccaneers in Queer Dungeoneers, though. Oh, of course. Why not? Yeah, obviously. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, uh, with Noah before we go into the last question today? (laughs) Uh, I think that's more or less it. He, I, I, I mean, he's a character who I wanted to kind of like, yeah, test that test being able to use civility as a weapon, but then also being able to play someone who refuses to show their real self to anyone Mm -hmm. and, and learning what that looks like. And then also being able to be a queer character, a queer player playing a queer character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it's it was really meaningful to me, and I I, I think I think of Noah fondly among my characters. <laughs> okay, and I I know you kind of just said this already. Yeah, sure. The, the last question for today, Kyle, is why do you love Noah so much? And I know you kind of just said it, oh. so you can just say it. You can just oh, say sure. what you just said again if you want well, to. No, but because he's such a mess, I I like him because he's someone who is a, who who is not a good person. He's just not. But he mm-hmm. wants to do better. He wants to do better than he's doing. And yeah. Part of what he is attempting to do is learn to, yeah, he wants to learn how, how do real people interact? Like he knows how to get them to work. He doesn't know how to get them to, to relate. 
Do you know what the, do you know what I what I mean by like the difference mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you know learning part of watching him learn to be a part of his actual group, to be supportive of his party, and not just saying I have to protect these people or else they're going to die, but yeah. more saying I can trust these people to make decent decisions. It might not work out perfectly, but it'll be okay, right? Um, I mm-hmm. I have a real soft spot for characters who are bad people trying to do better, uh, and it's a it's a thing that shows up a lot in my in my NPCs. It, it shows a lot a lot in like writing that I do and things like that. I really really like characters who are are, are flawed but who are trying mm-hmm. to learn to deal with that flaw and maybe, maybe embrace it or maybe use it. Mm-hmm. But I want, it's important to me to see people who are attempting to become better people. Um, and, yes. and Noah for me was a character who, who showed up, who initially came into the, into the story. Really, honestly, just as a, a broken person he's he's Mm -hmm. not he's not a good person he he abused people he was um he was abusive to his party Mm -hmm. and um it took time for him to understand how to trust other people and i think that that was it was meaningful to me i and, and also and also being able to again play a visibly queer character with a group of people who are uh, cis hetero people and mm-hmm. being able to and having them like support that was very meaningful as well yeah which i'm i'm very very glad to hear <laughs> yeah no it was it i i want to thank everyone in my party uh you guys are all great and i i'm so lucky to have a local group that mm-hmm. has been so supportive in developing a table that is both um welcoming and also protective of each other (laughs) yeah yeah uh i can't say enough about how this group has what this group has done to say like hey we have feelings about things let's work them out let's talk about what's you know let's talk about what makes us a little uncomfortable let's talk about what works for us that kind of Mm -hmm. thing it's Mm -hmm. been it's been really great and also you know, just rolling with the extremely dumb things we did. We did uh, <laughs> for it. I have to, as a as a for example, one of my favorite bits from the party that we have is that our paladin is he is a uh, a demigod, a son of a son of a I think son of Neptune. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know the ocean god. Yes. And so he has a he has an animal familiar. That is a seagull named Dana Gully. And <laughs> that's that's the level that we're that we're playing that these characters at sometimes. And it was excellent. Perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So imagine that uh, put up against this very ultra serious, uh, you know, con man. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. it, it was it was perfect. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that, Kyle. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so this is the part of the episode where I get to say thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and talking about Noah. I have loved getting words. (laughs) They're tough. I know. I have loved getting to hear about Noah, and I really appreciate that you uh, shared him with the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 like I've said, I can talk about characters all day, but I, it, I really appreciate getting the chance to kind of share about this character who's meant a lot to me. Good. I'm glad. I'm very glad to hear that. And I also would like to hear uh, where people can find you on the internet if you want to be found and whatever stuff you would like to <laughs> shout out and or promote. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at K by any name. Uh, it is a joke because people get my name wrong all the time. Uh, it's, I'm there. I'm free. I'm on Mastodon now. I mean, <laughs> you know, oh. with, as we're trying to deal with the bird site situation. Yes. Um, yeah, those are the, those are the places you can find me most. Uh, I really don't have much to shout out except mm-hmm. our other podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> 
Was did I oversell that? I'm sorry. Uh, I <laughs> I, <laughs> I am part of a podcast called We Should Know Better uh, with two of my friends, uh, Tim and Sky. Uh, we've been friends for years, and the the game itself, is, or the the podcast itself, is a game where we run or hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. Uh, we play the Wikipedia game in as much as we have a goal page or a starting page and a goal page, and the, and two of the players or two of the team every week or every episode, not every week. Oh, I wish. Uh, we. Um, yeah, we, we play the Wikipedia game to see who gets from A to B first. And it's it's very silly. We refuse to learn anything. Um, the uh, And, I mean, of course, we're learning it from Wikipedia anyway, which is almost never correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of very silly things in that, in that uh, show, and I have a lot of fun uh, recording it with them. Uh, we have been on a little bit of a break just because life has been tough. I don't know if you've noticed, but the last year or so has been difficult. But, yeah. But, I mean, but if you enjoy listening to episodes of this podcast, uh, you can find roughly a hundred or so of them. Holy uh, cow. Yeah. Actually, I can look it up right now. Honestly, uh, I'm just offended that I've known y'all for this long and I had no idea that you had a podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's... It just we, has not come up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is, it's something that is on most people's just like, uh, you know, business cards anymore, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very silly podcast. We just have a good time with it. And, um, mm-hmm. we, we always, one of the highlights of the, of every episode is that we always play a toss up game at the start in which we come up with a very ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most ridiculous is the person who gets to go first. Yeah. Um. You you might listen to it just for that, but we have some good bits that, throughout that entire series. It, it's a very fun podcast. You you might enjoy it. Just it's a good one to just have on in the background because we're just three people. You know, it's on the it's in that vibe of three people talking to each other. But this is not about movies or music. It's about mm-hmm. dumb things we found on Wikipedia. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I should probably go ahead and do my outro. Actually. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, okay, so current events blast before I, before I do the actual outro. Uh, so we are recording this for context on May 5th, 2022. Things are pretty bad all around the world. And Mm. so I, what, what I would like to ask all of you to do, humble listeners, is please contact your representatives in government, whether that be at the local level, the state level, or the national level, um, please, you know, like, please advocate for those in your community who need your assistance, whether that, whether that be, uh, non-white people standing up against racism, whether that be people who are trying to seek safe, uh, safe and available reproductive health care, mm. whether that be people, uh, who are, whether that be people with disabilities, who are trying to seek accommodations and equality and equity, whether that be people in another country uh, or even in your own country who are under the rule of uh, oligarchs and colonialism. Um, (laughs) Please, just please don't... I know that things are rough. Please don't stop caring and support people where you can. And if you need to, it is always okay to log off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can I can I give a, a link that might be helpful for this? Yeah, shoot. Um, if you've not heard of FiveCalls.org, uh, mm-hmm. they are a they are a group that will help you find your local reps and state reps, uh, and uh, federal level reps, and give you their phone numbers to help you give them a mm-hmm. call and let them know what you think. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a lot of places that have a list of talking points too. If you need that as a reference. Mm. If you, similarly to me, have some anxiety about talking on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and time for actual podcast outro. The Hum for Wayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice, hopefully including Spotify. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or at waywardocpod on Twitter. Uh, this podcast is partly recorded on the ancestral lands of the Kiakapui, 
the Ka, the Osage, and the Osidi Sokoan Oyate. If you'd like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have our own Discord server. Uh, there should be a permit invite on uh, the show Twitters, but if you can't find it, feel free to message one of the show accounts and we can get you set up. And I am always looking for guests to talk about their original characters on the show, so feel free to drop me a line if you or someone you know might be interested in talking about your OC on the show. Uh, I also have a Google form, which is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account. That just asks about stuff like a basic pitch for your character, your availability for recording, that kind of a thing. Uh, and as with all podcasts, it is always super helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice, because that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. This has been Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. <laughs> what do you have notes what? what what kind of show is this let's flip back over to my google doc <laughs> kyle yeah. do you know me do you know me <laughs> uh, no i'm very excited this should be a lot of fun good i i, I think it will be too hey everybody i'm jake i'm josh i'm shannon and i'm alan and we're the Cool Kids Table, a RPG podcast about shitty teens. And magical girls. And really bad D&D heroes. And just any other stuff we can get our hands on. And our D&D heroes aren't that bad. We didn't actually plan what to say for this, so I hope you're into people flying by the seat of their pants and just incapable of playing game systems correctly. And bad puns. Wonderful puns. So you can get all this and more every other Sunday over at the Cool Kids Table. And, and you, you can, can sit, sit with, with us. us.